0: Section 5 of Children's Edition of Touching Incidents and Remarkable Answers to Prayer by S.B. Shaw. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tim Cote. Little Jenny's Sickness and Death Little Jenny was eight years old, March thirtieth, 1886. The April following she was taken very sick and from that time until june four she seemed a little suffering angel then jesus who had so blessedly sustained her during all her sufferings took her to himself she would say when able to talk mamma i do not care what i suffer god knows best when she was very low we would often see her dear lips moving and listening hear her praying she would finish her prayer and after saying amen having noticed that we were listening to her would look up into our faces to see if we wanted anything this patience and devotion characterized her whole life often when she was at play with her sister who was the older by five years when some little trouble would arise she would take her sister by the hand and say kitty let's tell jesus then bowing her little head She would pour out her whole heart in prayer to God with the fervency that is shown by a true Christian. About three weeks after she was taken ill, her little body was paralyzed and drawn all out of shape, it seemed. Then, in a few days, her little limbs were so we could almost straighten them. What suffering she endured all that time, no one knows but those who were with her. May 25th, which was a Tuesday, while suffering terribly, she said, Mama, play and sing. I took my guitar, and without stopping to think what to sing, began the beautiful song in the gospel hymns. Nearer my home today than I have been before. I could praise God just then, for I was filled with his spirit. She lay there looking at me with her little blue eyes and trying in her weak voice to help me. At last she seemed soothed by the music. But we knew that Jesus in his infinite love had quieted her for a time, because we were willing to submit to his will. We had said all the time, Lord, not my will, but thine. She rested quite well until about three o'clock in the afternoon. Then suddenly she spoke, and her voice sounded quite strong. She said, Oh, Mama, see those people? How funny they look. They look like poles. She was lying so that she could look out of the window, and as she spoke, her eyes seemed to rest on some object there. Then she spoke louder Oh, Mama, come and see the little children. I never saw so many in my life. I sat down on the front of the bed and said, Jenny, is there any there that you know? She looked them over so earnestly, then said, No, not one. I asked her how they looked. She said, Mama, every one has a gold crown on his head, and they are all dressed in white. I thought that Jesus was coming for her then. After telling me that there were none that she knew, she sank back on the pillows, exhausted. But in a few moments, she raised up again and said, Oh, Mama, hear that music? Did you ever hear such grand music? Now, do not shut the windows tonight, will you? I told her that I would not the next morning she called kitty into the room and said kitty i want to tell you what i saw last night she then proceeded to tell her the same as she had told me the evening before then she said now kitty you will forgive me for ever being cross to you won't you kitty answered little darling you have never been cross to me will you forgive me sister for being cross to you Darling sister, she said, that is all right. Thursday night she was paralyzed in her left side so that she had no use of it. Friday all day she lay unconscious, and that night the same. Saturday about ten o'clock she commenced to whisper. We could hear her say, Papa, Mama. We tried to understand her, but at first could not. She kept whispering plainer, and finally we heard her say, Take me upstairs. I to lie on my own bed once more. But of course we could not move her. Suddenly she said aloud, I am going to die. Kiss me quick, Mama. I bent down and kissed her, and she looked so wretched I said, Jenny, you will not have to go alone. Jesus will take you. She answered, I know. I wish that he could come this minute. Kiss me again, Mama. I did so. Then she wished us to sing. Again, without giving one thought, I commenced singing the same words that I sang the Tuesday before. She raised her right hand arm's length, and began to wave it and bow her head. Oh, she was so happy. Then she said, Play. They brought the guitar, and she continued to wave her little hand while I played and sang the whole piece. One of her aunts, standing near the bed, took hold of her hand to stop it, but it moved just the same, and I said, Ollie, let go of her hand. That is the Lord's doing after i finished she kissed her father mother and sister and bade them good-bye then called four other very dear friends and told them good-bye after kissing them she then called for a book and wanted the music teacher who was present to play and sing a piece which she dearly loved before she was sick she would have little prayer-meetings and her sweet little face would shine with happiness she would say oh mamma How the Lord has blessed me. While the dear teacher was playing and singing her favorite, she was waving her little hand. We sang three or four pieces around her bed. We all thought that Jesus would take her then. Oh, what joy! It was heaven below. Jesus was there, and the room was filled with glory on account of his presence. Two of her aunts said that it seemed as though they were in heaven. She never spoke of that but would try to make us understand by motioning when she wanted anything. Sometimes it would take us a long time, but she would be so patient. She was ready and waiting. She had peace that the world cannot give, and praise God that the world cannot take away. The dear little one lived until the next Tuesday afternoon and went to Jesus about three o'clock. That was the time she saw the vision the Tuesday before. Tuesday morning before daylight she tried to tell me something. I said, "'Sing?' She looked so happy and bowed her head. I began singing, "'I am Jesus's little lamb.' She bowed her head again. In the forenoon she kept looking at her aunts, Ollie and Belle, and pointing up. Oh, it meant so much. It seemed to me that she was saying what it meant. "'Meet me in heaven.' Finally, she motioned for me to raise the window curtain. I did so, and she looked out the window so eagerly as though she was expecting to see the little children. Then the little blue eyes closed to open no more in this world, but in heaven. Mrs. L. Jones She died for him. A poor immigrant had gone to Australia to make his fortune, leaving a wife and little son in england when he had made some money he wrote home to his wife come out to me here i send the money for your passage i want to see you and my boy the wife took ship as soon as she could and started for her new home one night as they were all asleep there sounded the dreaded cry of fire fire everyone rushed on deck and the boats were soon filled the last one was just pushing off then a cry of there are two more on deck arose they were the mother and her son alas only room for one the sailors shouted which was to go the mother thought of her far away home her husband looking out lovingly and longingly for his wife then she glanced at the boy clinging frightened to her skirts she could not let him die There was no time to lose. Quick, quick, the flames were getting around. Snatching the child, she held him to her for a moment. Willie, tell father I died for you. Then the boy, as lowered into the sailor's willing arms, she died for him. Selected. I don't love you now, mother. A great many years ago, I knew a lady who had been sick for two years as you have seen many a one, all the while slowly dying with consumption. She had one child, a little boy named Henry. One afternoon I was sitting by her side, and it seemed as if she could cough her life away. Her little boy stood by the post of the bed, his blue eyes filled with tears, to see her suffer so. By and by the terrible cough ceased. Henry came and put his arms around his mother's neck, nestled his head in his mother's bosom, and said, "'Mother, I do love you. "'I wish you wasn't sick.' "'An hour later, the same loving blue-eyed boy came in all aglow, "'stamping the snow off his feet. "'Oh, Mother, may I go skating? "'It is so nice. Ed and Charlie are going.' "'Henry,' feebly said the mother, "'the ice is not hard enough yet.' "'But, Mother,' very pettishly said the boy, "'You are sick all the time. How do you know?' "'My child, you must obey me,' gently said his mother. "'It is too bad,' angrily sobbed the boy, who an hour ago had so loved his mother. "'I would not like to have my little boy go,' said the mother, looking sadly at the little boy's face, all covered with frowns. "'You said you loved me. Be good.' no i don't love you now mother said the boy going out and slamming the door again that dreadful coughing came upon her and we thought no more of the boy after the coughing had commenced i noticed tears falling thick upon her pillow but she sank from exhaustion into a light sleep in a little while muffled steps of men's feet were heard coming into the house as though carrying something and they were carrying the almost lifeless body of henry angrily had he left his mother and gone to skate disobeying her and then broken through the ice sunk under the water and now saved by a great effort was brought home barely alive to his sick mother i closed the doors feeling more danger for her life than the child's and coming softly in drew back the curtains from the bed she spoke i heard them it is henry oh i knew he went Is he dead? But she never seemed to hear the answer I gave her. She commenced coughing. She died in agony, strangled to death. The poor mother. The boy's disobedience killed her. After a couple of hours, I sought the boy's room. Oh, I wish I had not told mother I did not love her. Tomorrow I will tell her I do, said the child, sobbing painfully. My heart ached. Tomorrow, I knew, we must tell him she was dead. We did not, till the child came fully into the room crying, Mother, I do love you. Oh, may I never see agony like that child's, as the lips he kissed gave back no kiss, as the hands he took fell lifeless from his hand instead of shaking his hand as it always had, and the boy knew she was dead. Mother! i do love you now all the day he sobbed and cried oh mother mother forgive me then he would not leave his mother speak to me mother but she could never speak again and he the last words she ever heard him say were mother i don't love you now that boy's whole life was changed sober and sad he was ever after he is now a gray-haired old man with one sorrow over his one act of disobedience one wrong word embittering all his life with those words ever ringing in his ears mother i don't love you now will the little ones who read this remember if they disobey their mother if they are cross and naughty they say every single time they do so to a tender mother's heart by their actions if not in the words of henry The very same thing. I don't love you now, Mother. End of section 5. Recording by Tim Cote of Santa Maria, California, September 3rd, 2013.